Matthew 18 kind of gives us yeah. a, a flow chart. Mm-hmm. What do you do when your brother sins against you? The, the first step in the process, Jesus says there, is you go and you tell your brother his fault to him directly. Right. Dealing with things directly is the quickest way to cut off mm. gossip. Right. If, if you've seen some sin in somebody else, if you actually care, if you're actually concerned, you don't go to somebody uninvolved and say, hey, I'm, I'm concerned about so-and-so. They're sinning in this way. Let's pray for them. Mm-hmm, right. You go to the person and you tell them their fault to them directly and in love, call them to mm-hmm. repent. You're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles. And we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Make and Multiply. My name is Matt Groon, pastoral resident here at Emmaus Road Church. Joined again another week, another joyful week with these two brothers, Ryan Chase, who's pastor at pastor and elder at Emmaus Road Church, and Caleb Dernberger, pastoral resident as well at Emmaus. So this week, we decided to dive back into our uh, listeners' questions. Um, reminder that that is uh, a place that you are free at any time to, to drop some questions you might have or things you'd like, topics you'd like us to discuss uh, on that Google form that I believe is still on Realm, right? We should, we'll double check. It. <laughs> we'll double check. We'll, we'll, we'll put we'll a link refresh. in the could put it description on. for this episode. Oh, yeah, nice. We'll, we'll do that. See the show notes. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's what the kids mm-hmm. say. Yeah. So here we have, we're going to dive into a question I think is a really, we were discussing probably a really great question because mm-hmm. I think Christians primarily are, are prone to this. So let me read part of the question here and then we'll, we'll dive in. Listener says this, how does the church walk the fine line between a prayer request and gossip? How does the difference between the two impact the spiritual direction and health of an individual? Uh, when does the act of gossip become slander and what should I do if I hear gossiping or am prone to gossip? Um, and then it goes on to ask other situations, but really at the heart there is the question, how do we walk that fine line between a prayer request and gossip? And I think for our purposes, let's just dive in a little bit of what is gossip? Um, how do we do it? Uh, why are we uniquely, I think, prone to that mm. sin? Mm. Um, and it's important for us to right up front name it as a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess after that, what are some practical steps that we can guard against it? Hmm. Um, so let's start there. Ryan, yeah. let's start with you. What is gossip? Yeah, that, I love how that question is is framed because um, I, I do think w- when we think of sins, there are some that are obviously bad, wrong, avoid those things. So murder, adultery, mm-hmm. stealing, that's wrong. Hmm. Then there are other sins that um, they're just kind of easy to give ourselves a pass kind of whitewash or or even kind of put a sanctified veneer on it, like mm-hmm. calling it a prayer request when actually you're just committing this sin of, of gossiping or slandering. Gossip, I think, falls under the category of um, the ninth commandment prohibition, thou shalt not bear false witness yeah. um, against your neighbor. So, so specifically there, you know, we tend to boil that command down to don't lie. 
but broadly bearing false witness against your neighbor. Um, there are a lot of things wrapped up in that. And the Westminster Confession, I think, is, is helpful. It, it breaks that down further and asks, what are the duties required in the Ninth Commandment? What are the sins forbidden hmm. in the Ninth Commandment? The duties, it says this, this is Westminster Confession, question 144. The duties required in the Ninth Commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth between man and man and the good name of our neighbor hmm. as well as our own appearing and standing for the truth and from the heart, sincerely, freely, clearly, and fully speaking the truth and only the truth in matters of judgment and justice and in all other things whatsoever, a charitable esteem of our neighbors, loving, desiring, rejoicing in their good name, sorrowing for and covering of their infirmities, freely acknowledging of their gifts and graces. And it goes on. <laughs> um, and then I, I won't even read the, the paragraph of all the, the sins forbidden, but it includes in there uh, things like slandering, backbiting, tailbearing, whispering. Mm-hmm. So it's saying that this is all, it's, mm-hmm. the ninth commandment is not just against lying, it's against all these things where you are damaging the name, the reputation mm-hmm. of another yeah. person. So I, I think that's the, the starting point for yeah. gossip. Um, oftentimes gossip is marked by something that's untrue or partially true, um, secondhand information, uh, but it might be true, but damaging to somebody's name and reputation. Mm-hmm. And it's shared not for the sake of restoring that person or helping that person or serving or loving that person, but just because there's some kind of satisfaction that comes in having inside information and being the one to pass it on to somebody else who takes some kind of weird joy in having access now to this, Mm. this juicy information. Right. And and the book of Proverbs of course is, is incredible for these types of things because it just gives such (laughs) nuggets of, 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 it just defines the human existence so accurately and then gives helpful um, you know, what to do's, but here in Proverbs 26, 20 through 22, I'll just read the whole section because this is really helpful. It says, for the lack of wood, the fire goes out and where there is no whisper, no, and you know, in the ESV, um, the, the NIV translate that where there is without gossip, mm-hmm. a quarrel dies down. So gossiping, slandering, whispering about it, about a quarrel is, you know, he's, he's saying there, it actually adds fuel to the fire. Right. Um, it goes on, verse 21, as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. The words of a gossip or the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body or down to the inmost parts. So there's something, like you said, there's something... Juicy, Ju- yeah, there's satisfying. It's, those words, the way that we describe juicy gossip, mm-hmm. it, it, there's <laughs> delicious morsels, right? That that's how the 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 author of Proverbs, how how uh, Solomon is describing it is. There's a there's a sense of like, oh yeah, that that's good, that tastes good, mm-hmm. and it goes down into us, and there's a sense of satisfaction. And I think at the end, at the end of the day, there's a sense of it's it's actually manipulation of other people mm-hmm. uh, having information about other people that now you are in on and it you, there's a feeling of exaltation mm-hmm. um and that, that can also happen privileged status right and that can also happen on the outside of that too mm-hmm. of i need to be in the know i, I lewis c.s lewis calls it the inner ring the, mm-hmm. the the allure of the inner ring of wanting to be in the know um and not because you want to be necessarily helpful or not necessarily because you want to be um constructive but just to 
be in there. Yeah, because mm. knowing secrets feels empowering. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and and that right there, um, that's the that's really the sin it's, is yeah, a sense the temptation. of the temptation of pride. Yes, um, the New Testament, um, the Greek word, and I'm going to butcher this again. I kept trying to pronounce it, but it's <laughs> sithirusmos. Is that parcel tongue? <laughs> that it is. But you notice the like the through yeah the there's a. There's a slyness to it. And actually in the dictionary, in the Greek dictionary, it actually has the word hiss next to it, um, implying that there is a sinisterness. Even that word, sinisterness. There's, this, there, there's something about that. What happened at the garden was yeah. uh, the snake, the serpent, convinced Eve that God was withholding some juicy gossip from them, that yeah. he actually had a way for them to be like him, that he was withholding from them because he wasn't good and because whatever. So there, there, there was a sense of they won't, they bought into the gossip to their own destruction. Yeah, and in the Greek lexicon for that word, it says in the BDAG, um, in, in our literature, only a bad sense, derogatory information about someone that is offered in a tone of right. confidentiality. Yes. So mm. that, that the fact that in, in the Old Testament, ESV translates the Hebrew word there, whisperer, whispering is, can be kind of a, a giveaway when, when you drop down into hushed tones to share this information, kind of like, well, I, I know something, but it's kind of a secret and don't tell anybody. And yeah, that, that is characteristic of gossip or tailbearing, um, where it's, it's again, kind of that insider information. Yeah. Confidentiality, but, but clearly not keeping any confidence at all. Here's a, a Spurgeon quote from his lecture to his students. Uh, he says, the blind eye and the deaf ear will come in exceedingly well in connection with the gossips of the place. Every church, and for that matter, every village and family, is plagued with certain Mrs. Grundies who drink tea and talk vitriol. They are never quiet. No one needs to look far for perpetual motion. He has only to watch their tongues. At tea meetings, Dorcas meetings, and other gatherings, <laughs> they practice vivisection upon the characters of their neighbors. Mm. And then he says this, learn to disbelieve those who have no faith in their brethren. Suspect mm. those who would lead you to suspect others. A resolute unbelief in all of the scandal mongers will do much to repress their mischievous energies. Yeah, That's helpful. Um, wow. And that kind of gives me... Um, kind of a lens by which to, to receive this. Because in the question was, how do we tell the difference between a prayer request mm -hmm. and gossip? Mm -hmm. and I think Spurgeon's putting his finger there of like, you kind of, everyone kind of knows an, a sense of mm -hmm. when this is being passed. And part, some, of the, some of the helpful things is um, if, like Spurgeon says, if it causes you to suspect others, um, if, if, if the, you can tell the person who's saying it to you has no faith in their brother, mm -hmm. um, Another category is like skeptical. If you're hearing stuff second, third, fourth person, mm -hmm. um, why do I need to be in on it? Mm -hmm. If I, yeah. if, unless I can do something about it, uh, you sh you shouldn't include people who can't actually help. Mm -hmm. um, it helps define it more too, because that's not necessarily then the, the, this definition that we're building is not like how do I identify it. Is this the kind of thing that I can claim ignorance on? Like mm. I did, I just shared it. I didn't, I didn't know. There's definitely an aim behind it all. There's a heart behind mm -hmm. it all. Even if it's not necessarily towards that person, like a relational thing, there is the heart of this feels good. I want mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I feel powerful. Um, I, I think those are helpful. It's a helpful category just to think or framework to think about those, that question of... Yeah. Are we are we out of bounds here or yeah, not? Yeah. It's pretty 
black and white. Yeah, the picture that comes to my mind, if you've ever walked in on somebody in the bathroom, the door wasn't locked, and you open the ah. door, you, there's this awkward, whoa, whoa, excuse me, close the door, back out. That There's that kind of thing, that reaction in us oftentimes when you, you first hear something about somebody, kind of a, well, I don't, I don't know if... Right. If I should be hearing that, right. I don't know if I need to know that. Um, pay attention to that knee jerk. Yeah. Oh, hey, excuse me. Let me uh, <laughs> yeah. see my way out of here. Yeah. There, there's, and I think in my own life, and this is just confession of, um, I, I think it, I can see in my own soul, in my own life, and it's hidden behind modern language. Like I'm a verbal processor. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I need yes. to think it out loud. Th- those type of things. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I would probably... Some psychologists would probably put me under that realm because I do like to talk it out because it helps it get it out of my head. Whatever, all that to say that that's that's not that shouldn't be our first. But that will lead to and has led to I think the sin of gossip, where yep. I bring in other people who have no reason to be involved, and I'm just trying to think it out loud in my own. That's what we tell ourselves. So yeah, exactly. And then you know, going back through, I just read through Proverbs in my Bible reading plan recently, and um, just how often he talks about the lips and mm. about how we, you know, it is kind of the adage of loose lips sink ships. There is a sense in which, mm. um, you know, be, watch your tongue. Yeah. Um, and, and that should govern my thought, not the, mm-hmm. you know, the secular psychologist who says, no, just talk it out. No, mm-hmm. no, there, there is, the scripture is telling me, no, I have the ability to control and I should. Um, and me putting veneers on it like I'm a verbal processor or I could use prayer for that or let's just you know keep them in your prayers whatever tagline yeah. we throw on the end yeah. of it we just I think that's why it's so not Ryan what you were saying it's so important for us to think through this because this is so you know we we're dealing with people's souls in gospel community there is a vulnerableness that comes mm-hmm. about you know there's there's a openness to one another that comes about um, and I, what, you're going to have to help me cuz it's gospel plus safety, right? Mm-hmm. Plus time mm-hmm. equals yeah. equals gospel culture. gospel culture, and that safety is vital. Yeah, and, and that's what we're yeah, getting. This is at. one of the things we mean by right. safety. Right? Is is a sense of there is a protection amongst one another, mm-hmm. um, a, a, an appropriate keeping of of confidence. Right. Um, Proverbs twenty nineteen says, "Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets." Mm-hmm. So, so you might know something that maybe other people aren't entitled to, they don't have a right to that. And when you're slandering somebody, you are revealing secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, the a- application of that is do not associate with a simple babbler. Watch out right. for people who are always doing that. Right. Um, so keeping confidence is part of obeying the ninth commandment. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Sometimes we tell ourselves, well, it's true, so I'm not telling any lies, right. but is it... Um, defaming? Is it derogatory? Is it tearing somebody down in the eyes of, of another? And, and I say appropriate confidence because we don't believe in strict, yeah, absolute, absolute yeah. confidence. Right. Um, that can lead to a lot of trouble where there are sins, there, there are situations where it's necessary to... Um, part of you know, the Ninth Commandment requires us to bear true witness. Mm-hmm, and sometimes right. as a witness, say to a crime, you have to honestly report, this is what I saw. This mm-hmm. is what happened. Somebody might get in trouble. There might be consequences as a result of that, but the ninth commandment there would require you to tell the truth right. w- when you're called on to report what you actually saw. So, you know, one distinction is, I think one of you mentioned this earlier, is it firsthand or secondhand information? Yeah, right. Did I actually 
see this, observe this, or did I hear it from somebody else? If, if you got it second, third, fourth hand, well, don't add sixth and seventh and eighth hands. How many to times it. has it been retweeted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you're more skeptical when you're further down the line. Um, so there are situations where, uh, you know, if a crime has been committed, you might be called on to report that. Matthew 18 kind of gives us yeah. a, a flow chart. Mm-hmm. What do you do when your brother sins against you? The, the first step in the process Jesus says there is you go and you tell your brother his fault to him directly. Right. Dealing with things directly is the quickest way to cut off mm. gossip. Right. If, if you've seen some sin in somebody else, if you actually care, if you're actually concerned, you don't go to somebody uninvolved and say, hey, I'm, I'm concerned about so-and-so. They're sinning in this way. Let's pray for them. Mm-hmm. You right. go to the person and you tell them their fault to them directly and in love, call them to repent. And then Matthew 18 from there progresses. You can think of the the steps in Matthew 18 as kind of a, you know, the, the um, concentric circles. It, right. It's, it's who, who needs to know. And that circle slowly gets larger. First, it's just you and that person directly. Second step is if they don't repent, because you're motivated still by love and care and concern for that person, mm-hmm. then you bring a, a, another witness along with you to go confront mm-hmm. them and call them to repent. And if they still don't, then the circle gets a little larger. Yep. You, you tell it to the church. Yeah. Um, so thinking about it that way, who needs to know? Right. Um, and as few people as possible. Right. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that list is probably a lot shorter than you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Go to the source. I mean, that, that highlights what you were talking about, the gospel plus safety plus time, that time piece. Why is this so prevalent in gospel community? Because sanctification is happening in gospel community. And sanctification is painfully slow in my life. And oftentimes it's, often seen as very slow in other people's lives. And so we can, where this question, this prompt can come up a lot is when we look at other people's lives and identify, they're not where they should be. They mm-hmm. should come along more. And it can be shared in a sense of, we should pray for this person because they're not where they should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Thinking, well, it's a good thing, right? And really it's kind of like this, I'm just, I'm above you. Right. I, I'm, I'm, fr- I'm further on than you are. Yeah. Right. I think, Ryan, what you, that Matthew 18 is helpful too. It's because... Um, it's go to the source. It's Or is this something that I would say if that person were here right now yeah. and they would feel comfortable with it? Like they yeah. know that I'm talking about this. If this is something that we've talked about openly, then yeah, maybe it's okay to share. But if it was like news to them, like you think that about mm. me? Right. You think right. that's a struggle for me? Mm. You've never told me that. Right. You've never engaged with you, me personally. Yeah. Then, then absolutely that would be a red flag mm-hmm. uh, for that context. Yeah. And this is, you know, you know, for us, kind of how we at Emmaus Road, how we've, in a sense, sought to combat this or help fight that temptation is in the delivery system, in the difference between missional communities and huddles. Um, the difference, in in some senses, there's there's a couple differences, but one of those differences is um, in missional communities, it, it's meant in some way to be a bit more. Um, I don't want to say. A, a bit more, uh, not generic, that's not the right word. But it's a large, larger group. It's a larger group. So the, the setting's different. It's mixed. It's, you know, there's, it's a mixed gender group. Different ages are there. Um, and the purpose of that group is to, um, to enact the gospel to one another, to, uh, to share in gospel fellowship, and then to add to your number, um, to invite others in, to, to, to be on mission to a certain place or to certain people. Um, discipleship huddles, on the other hand, are geared more for the, you know, our three categories of hear and obey, uh, plan and pray. And then that third one, repent and believe. Uh, in a lot of ways, that's, that's where 
the the work of the gospel on our own sin and souls can really is directed mm-hmm. um, in the missional community at the end of, after the meal uh, or whatever you know at the end of the night whenever when you're closing with prayers maybe not the time to confess all of your sins from that week uh, and for a couple reasons um, you know it's just not appropriate but then you might be tempting others to those type of sins like pride and and so forth so mm-hmm. you know we have those that structure in, in that setting, in those, in those two settings. And it kind of is for that purpose to, to more or less, mm-hmm. um, not to say that we can't pray for one another in missional communities. Absolutely. Um, but it, it, there, there can be, you know, as the, the listener was describing the question, it felt like, Oh, I could see that happening. Yeah. In a, yeah. In oh, a yeah. setting it's like a, real, a missional yeah. community. Real thing. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And it, it's important to realize when it comes to confessing sin, it's not always edifying to everybody present right. to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes that's a feature of gossip as well, that the information is kind of sensational or mm-hmm. um, scandalous or you know, something like that. It, when you're dealing with sin, it, it, again, keeping that circle, who needs to know? Um, that's helpful. Galatians 6.1 is also give, gives us instruction. And so, so you know, the way that question was framed... Is it gossip or just sharing of a prayer request? If it involves sin, then Scripture gives us some commands about what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first step is not go tell other people and pray. <laughs> the first step is go to the person. Galatians mm-hmm. 6.1 makes the same point. If you see a brother caught in any transgression, yeah. you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Yes. And, and so that tells you what to do. First, the qualification is you have to be spiritual. That means you're full of the Spirit, you're walking in the Spirit, so... The fruit of the Spirit comes right before this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And then you're restoring that person in a spirit of gentleness. So the first step is go to that person. Again, um, you, you cut out unnecessary third and fourth parties, and, and you go directly to that person. I, I think it's a, a great warning to us that, um, think about triangles. You know, there are three of us around the, the table here. Uh, Caleb, I have a relationship with you. But if my relationship with you primarily consists of us talking about Matt, mm-hmm. that should be a red flag to us that there's something, for some reason, we're not comfortable relating to each other yeah. as individuals. What's going on between us? How's our relationship? Every time we're together, we're talking about Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and did you hear the latest? And I can't believe he did that. Um, it creates, it can create a false sense of Relate. relational yeah. Yeah. closeness and intimacy here where we feel close because our relationship consists of talking about a third party or a third a third party issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a warning there as well. You can have f- pseudo yeah. community right. built around well, always talking and about... And sometimes we can mask even, you know, we are those who want to go to others for wisdom. We want insight. We, we want to be counseled, like, is this a good idea or not? Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we can mask the whole going to others for wisdom with the very thing that we're not wanting to do, which is let's talk about that person more yep. and, and, and cultivate this entire thing on the side that we haven't even really talked about yeah. with the purse, the source yeah. yet. Uh, just thinking about discipleship huddles too. I think that's one of the safeguards. Really, it's a built-in safeguard for that eliminating gossip because what we're doing there is confessing our own sins. Yeah. We're not there to confess the sins of everyone who's wronged me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very personal. And so um, I'm mindful of like, if there's any inclination for me to really point the finger elsewhere in that moment, I think the problem's oftentimes with me. Mm. Uh, I, I can sometimes just, if I'm talking elsewhere, 
not personally about my heart's reaction or what I'm trusting in. It's usually because I just don't want to disclose that. Yeah. And it's kind of like this, I'm just trying to cover it up. And so therefore, I'm going to talk about this person over here because that's yeah. that's a thing. And so um, I think that's one of the graces of, of God that, that we are to confess our sins mm. personally to one another in that context. Yeah. Yes. And I want to be clear about what I said earlier. I, the Gospel, our gospel communities, our missional communities, um, we want to be known, mm-hmm. right? We want to be yep. open and vulnerable. I, I don't want to downplay that. Like, don't put up a facade when you go to missional communities. Um, but rather just recognizing the, the context. Like, uh, for instance, one thing that our, RMC has been going through since we started, um, and we're taking a break and then picking it back up again, but um, telling each other's, telling our stories, you know, that unhurried 20-minute, mm-hmm. you know, long Tell us your story, uh, your your testimony, if you will, um, and that will often include um, dark periods of time where people really have gone through areas, have had sin, have sinned against others, and have sin done against them, um, and that can be shocking. That can be you know mm-hmm. um, heavy, uh, but the purpose of exposing one another to our stories is so that we might know our story, each other's stories well enough to be able to preach the gospel to one another, right. to know right. that person's history and story in order that I can have my eyes open for when throughout their week, if they're struggling with something, oh, that reminds me of something they said in their story. Now I can bring yeah. the gospel to bear with, but you, but you notice the purpose of it. It's not, we don't expose our lives so that everybody has dirt on me now, but rather they're in that exposure. And that's what confession is, that exposure to saying, I am... Mm-hmm. This is who I was and am, and because of Jesus now, always about the gospel. It's it's changed, yeah. and now I'm asking you all, as in community mm-hmm. with me, to help me remember that gospel yeah. uh, throughout my life. And so, mm-hmm. um, our missional communities are, are certainly a place for that type of gospel work to be done. Um, but that is a very different thing than, you know, like you were saying that that, that solely involves the one person. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my story not telling other people's other yeah. people's yeah. story. Yeah, that's right. The gospel informs how we are to relate to one another and the aim of everything. It's 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 to magnify the glory of the gospel that Jesus has died for our sins and God has now rec- we're now reconciled to the Father. Um, I think one point of just uh, counsel that is helpful to me and I would I would um, share with others is just turn quickly. I think that's what the gospel says. Mm. First in our own repentance, you know, when you sin, we turn quickly. We don't kind of wait around. And, 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 and I think turn quickly. If you've found that you have wronged somebody in the way of gossip, if something slips, which I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Many of us are guilty of that. We, sometimes we just, we say things even, um, and, and recognize even after the fact that was wrong. Don't try to just, don't try to sweep it under the rug or because inevitably that'll still come, you know, turn into something that you don't want it to turn quickly. If you need to go to somebody and say, Hey, I was speaking about you (laughs) that you didn't know I was speaking about you. And uh, this is what I said. And uh, I'd like to ask for your forgiveness, Mm -hmm. even that kind of thing that is painful as that is as hard as that is, that is more satisfying and brings about more fellowship than if you were to never address something, even if something, somebody didn't know about something that you should go to them for. Um, so turn quickly, turn quickly to God and turn quickly to others yeah. immediately. That's helpful. Yeah. No, the, timely. This is a great reminder for us this new year of, um, training ourselves to, to, to put to death that which is earthly in us 
and to put on the new man. And uh, this is one of those areas I think Christians are prone to. This is convicting for me, yeah. Um, yeah, convicting, and also uh, inspiring to, to to turn to Christ more and yeah. to to rest in Him um, because He is in control. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, mm-hmm. and I don't need to be. Um, mm-hmm. So. And, and remembering how God deals with our sin, that, that mm. really frames it all that, yes. you know, our commitment is to deal with one another's sin the way that God deals with ours. And scripture says incredible things that are, you know, almost hard to believe. Like, I will re- remove your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. I will throw them into the heart of the sea. Yes. I will blot out your transgressions. I will remember them no more. Mm. This is the omniscient God who knows everything saying, I will not remember your sins. I'm, I'm mm. choosing not to call them to mind. Right. That's what we choose to do with one another's sins. And so when we spread things around and we talk about the sins of others, um, inevitably them. <laughs> we, we are remembering them, rehearsing them, helping others yeah. to dwell on them. Yep. And inevitably we will make a huge mess. Yes. Um, and it can be difficult. I think that's where Proverbs wisdom is so good because it can feel like, oh, but I've got this this knowledge inside secret, mm. just burning a hole just in my gotta pocket. Got to do something with it. Yeah. Do with others sin what God does with yours. Yeah. Choose not to call it to mind, bury it, uh, unless it needs to be confronted. And then I think we often use that prayer request or verbal processing mm. as a cover for our lack of courage. I, I really yeah. don't want to go confront yeah. somebody because that would be awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and so then it's just kind of cowardice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said, boys. Well, <laughs> that that's helpful. The the framing of that, seeing gossip, uh, to, to, you know, back to the question, what's the difference in gossip and slander? I would say none. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the same and bring about destruction. But God, Christ, who is the word, mm-hmm. uh, the satisfying word that has been spoken to us, like Ryan, you were describing, that is somewhere I can hope mm-hmm. and hold. So we, we turn to him and to, to his gospel and to his word. Uh, yeah okay till next time thanks for listening to Make and Multiply if you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles missional communities or gospel fluency you can reach out to your missional community leader and if you're not yet plugged into gospel community at Emmaus Road visit us online at EmmausRoadSF.com